0: Okay, everybody, welcome back. This is Roz, and I have our featured interview today. We are with Lauren S. Henry of Los Angeles, California. Hello, Lauren. Hello. How are you? So great to be here, Roz. Well, welcome to the show. First, tell everybody how we met, because this is very That's serendipitous. The <laughs> That's
1: the best story ever. We met um, at the coolest little down-home, brand-new, um, kind of, like, Western-themed um, dive, if you will, in L.A. with the <laughs> best burgers and salads just in the area. Just awesome. But the point is that nobody was there when we walked in, myself and my friend, and then when Roz and her husband Craig came in. Nobody was there. It was just the four of us. And the owner, Eric, such a cool dude. Yeah. He was talking to all of us. And then we introduced ourselves. And Roz and I ended up ordering without knowing the very same exact thing. Like the same burger with the same additions and the same condiments. It was kind of weird. (laughs) But we totally connected. And then Eric started talking to the four of us like we were his guests at his home.
0: Exactly. It was like a dinner party impromptu.
1: That's exactly what it was, (laughs) and then the four of us totally clicked, and then Roz and I found out we had all this in common, and boom, there you are, and we were fast friends immediately, and I'm from New York as well.
0: So let's talk about some of the things that we found out we had in common. Um, Lauren is an actress. Right. And we're also both entrepreneurs, right? Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And so when I walked into the restaurant, which looked like, um, it looked like a... It was closed maybe because of the lights, the lighting wasn't right. It wasn't Correct. restaurant lighting. I saw this lady writing up on the chalkboard <laughs> in this beautiful font. She was, you know, writing, I guess she was writing down the specials. Oh no, this is what she wrote. She wrote, there are no specials because everything here is special. Exactly. And I was like, that's really weird. Anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> but I did notice the beautiful font. And it's not, I always have this perception of Los Angeles as not being friendly, especially among strangers. So it was really unique to be pulled into a conversation and to meet Lauren. And it turns out that not only is Lauren an actress, but she's also a color expert. Lauren, why don't you describe for our audience what you do?
1: So, I am what's called a sensory designer and a color consultant or a color expert. And basically, what that means is that I design through our senses. Okay, cool. And what does that mean? That means I focus mainly on color and lighting, which is kind of what I consider the backbone of design. Mm -hmm. And then spatial organization, sound, scent, tactile elements, And all of the, you know, and kind of everything that's the like, if you will. So I know this is going to relate to acting
0: because my listeners are actors. And the reason we have the podcast is to inform, inspire, and demystify the actor's journey. So one thing I was thinking about was um, uh, to just get a little bit of your acting background as as well, Lauren. Lauren.
1: So my background is that I studied musical theater and drama at Syracuse University. I studied with RADA faculty in London. Um, I have basically been involved in theater since I was a child. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done TV and film. um, And right now I'm actually involved with a theater company in L.A. that's been around for 40 years, the Wheel Gear Theatricum Botanicum. Um, which is a lot of Shakespeare. But I've been involved... I mean, theater has been my life. I went to theater camp. I mean, it's been my <laughs> life since I was a child. I studied in New York. I, li- I studied in Chicago. So I kind of made the rounds from L.A., New York, Chicago, and London. And I was wow. in London for like eight to ten months, all all completely obsessed with acting um, and musical theater because I, you know, I was raised in theater in terms of singing and all of that since I was like probably... Eight.
0: So then how did you come to, um, so there you are in Los Angeles at pursuing acting mm-hmm. and then what happened that, that got you into design and how does that relate to acting?
1: Well, it's kind of an odd journey, but just the long story short is at the time I was singing and performing on cruise ships uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd come back and I was on hiatus and I was teaching and long story short, I just kind of discovered how in the classroom there's a lot of over sensitization. Uh, what uh, were you teaching? K through six. Oh, and there's. Just so that t- was
0: your day job.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, that was what I would do. I believe it or not, on my vacation, because <laughs> on my vacation from the ships, I'd have you know anywhere from four to eight weeks off, and I would get bored sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I love. Well, loved- and you need the money too, don't you? Yeah, girl, you need the money. <laughs> I'm not Let's, keep <laughs> Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real, it's right. Thank you for that. So it, it was all about the money, I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't like, oh, what can I do on board? I have plenty of money and what can I do? Um, but I happen to like children. Uh-huh. So I thought, you know, why not? There's tons of schools around me. And so I was doing long term substitute teaching. Uh-huh. And it was so overly chaotic and visually chaotic and so much sensory um, stimulation that, you know, kids couldn't focus, I couldn't focus. It was so obvious to me. It created anxiety. And uh-huh. that's where all this came from. And but with regard to the acting, mm-hmm. it really spoke to me because we all know in terms of lighting, you know, especially since, you know, when I was in school, they made you do a little bit of everything. Uh-huh. Lighting is so integral to what we do as actors. Mm-hmm. And all of the sensory is important to what we do as actors. I mean, the gels, the colors, the, you know, the ambiance. And so it really started to speak to me with regard to how we present ourselves, um, how we can, without no, you know, realizing how we can repel or attract what we want with our sights, what we want with our clothing, with our makeup, just as it does with our handshakes and our personalities. We are such sensory people Mm -hmm. Actors, especially, that when we don't pay attention to the colors, the lighting, the way that we um, basically introduce ourselves and promote ourselves, we don't realize that we can be helping ourselves or really basically being our own worst enemy by accident. Ah. And I really was like, this is a huge thing that a lot of actors... And and creative people do not realize Mm -hmm. at all. And it's a huge factor because it's subliminal, you know?
0: So subliminally, like how I present myself, and one of the things that happened on the restaurant was Lauren, in her graciousness, looked at my new website and gave us some feedback, which was, you know, so generous of you, Lauren. Because it's not only how we present ourselves in person, which is one thing we need to talk about. But we also need to talk about is how do we present ourselves sensorily on the web?
1: Correct, absolutely.
0: tell me about how that works with um, what you do. So you set up a business doing this, right, Lauren?
1: Yes, I have a business um, and my business has expanded because I've been doing this for 10 years, but my focus has been in different areas. So I'm in the midst of rebranding, if you will. But um, oh,
0: branding, that's a word we all love. Everyone yes. talks about branding all the time now.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. and I mean, it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur in you know the tech world or you're an actor because the fact is you are your brand.
0: And can you just define brand in your way because I think some people mean different things. When yes. they say it. Mm-hmm. i mean
1: and i'm not someone who would say i'm an, a marketing brand expert mm-hmm. and you know but let me just say as you're saying as you were explaining the way that i define brand is very simply no matter what you do you're the face of what it is so therefore your brand is what you bring to the table as an actor just like our instrument is our selves our bodies our voice um our abilities so is your brand. So when you have a website, as an example, you know, Roz has Redwall Productions, but Roz, let's say she also has roslynwilliams.com as an actress.
0: That's RosalynColeman.com, just if anybody oh. wanted to look it up.
1: <laughs> exactly. I was yeah. using it as an example. My apologies. But, oh, no. Not, so, no offense. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. But we want to get it right because you're awesome and people are going to want to know how to find you. Yeah. So. Right, you're going you to go to that. That's who she is, but that's also her brand. And mm-hmm. so the way she wants to attract the, demo, you know, the right demographic and the right people to her, she wants to make sure that the colors, the design, everything is going to be attractive to that group. And I know it sounds a little bit esoteric and a little odd because you're thinking, this is who I am, people are going to like it or they're not. I agree. But you can still present yourself in the most advantageous way that will subliminally support what you're doing. And just like I do in a room, which is called assistive technology, I'm doing the same thing for a a website. Right.
0: Uh,
1: And for your person, as you present yourself, you know, people are often told they're a winter, they're a spring, they're colors, and that's all great and that's all true. But how you then put it together, the same way you develop your website, is what I'm talking about. And Roz has a great website. But when I looked at it, the colors and the way it was set up was not supporting who she and her husband were when I met them. The passion, the mission, and how I would be attracted on the site. Had I not met them, I would have been attracted to certain things, but it wouldn't have been enough to keep me there. And that would suck, frankly, because their website and their mission... Is awesome, and every actor needs it desperately. But they wouldn't know that if it wasn't set up to give them that immediate um, information. And that is what we're about: cutting through all of the accidents to get to the actual crux of what is of what somebody wants. And that's you know we we're basically cutting through the quicksand, the mud.
0: And nowadays, I mean, I know that I've gotten jobs, you know, from people finding me on the web. Right. And, you know, sometimes to save money or whatever, there might not be an in-person casting. Or suppose you do an audition during the day and someone likes you, they're going to Google you at night. That's right. So can you tell us about some colors or, like, how does a person know what colors to choose or or which way to go? It's, It's overwhelming all the choices that you can make.
1: Well, this is the thing. You know, we never thought about this stuff in the past. It wasn't an issue. So now we're like, why do I have to care? But Mm -hmm. again, because now that everything is happening on the web and and as actors know, you know, everything used to be black and white. We didn't think about it, Mm -hmm. you know, now that everything is digital and all of our pictures are in color, it is more important than ever that we are really presenting ourselves in a way that is not only attractive to us. But it's subliminally attracting who we're looking for. And so here's the, this is the little bit of the, you know, the kind of complication. We're all, we all look different. And so our colors are not going to necessarily be this ABC kind of thing. Like if you want this to happen, use this color. If you don't want this to happen, don't use that color. It's not that cut and dry. So that's, I know, (laughs) right? I mean, That's what sucks. It makes it a little more complicated, Mm -hmm. which is why it's important to work when you can with someone who might be able to um, disseminate and discern the differences for you really quickly by asking you several questions and I'm just going to give you some of them just like I was talking to you about your stuff right in the restaurant I mean okay. basically Roz and I were talking she told me the name of her website I was like that's awesome mm-hmm. she showed me everything right on her phone and immediately I got a reaction and the reaction was this is great but this is really hurting you this is not working and this is why
0: I had now- some clashing well, I had something like really clashing right
1: yeah, you had this um, mustardy yellow on top of the brick, red, white, and black, mm-hmm. which was totally killing the, um, the contrast and the shock, the interest value, if you will, shock value of the Redwall production logo, which was awesome
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and really catches your eye. And then also, even with her font and her mission statement, the way that she was saying what she needed to say mm-hmm wasn't coming across. So like when I asked her to describe, what are you trying to do? She did it, Mm -hmm. but she wasn't using those words. Right. And that is, these are some of the differences. And now, yes, a marketing and brand expert might, might help you with that, but they're helping you, which is great. They're helping you more specifically with the content. I am helping you with the, the visual color design design subliminal information that is going to either accidentally repel or attract. And it's also your bounce rate when they come and check you out. Like I was coming to check you out. Would I have stayed with right. that yellow and the information, the way it was placed? I may not have stayed as long as I should have. I may not have looked into all of the other pages where the content was brilliant. hmm. And that, you know, you don't know that if you're not aware of the bounce rate. You're, you don't know that if you don't know what is working on my site, what isn't. What's working on my picture, my personal site, how is my reel set up, all of that. So the colors and the way that you pull people in are important. And that's kind of what we're talking about. It doesn't have to be major, but in terms of how long you work on these things, but these these um, little tweaks can make a big difference. Okay. So
0: suppose like, um, like I've never even had my colors done like, you know, winter, spring, I don't know jack about it. Right. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> I just go through the world wearing black, you know? Um, but tell me like, um, tell me about like, how does it work? Like you would meet somebody and then what happens?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, like, let's say you're not close by and I can't meet you. Like you're in New York right now. I'm in LA, you know, and let's say we hadn't met. So first of all, I would just say, you know, send me a picture and I would send you a questionnaire Uh and they're, you know, they're personal questions. And this is where it makes it easier for me to get to know you. And of course, anything you already have, you'd have, you'd send me so I could look it up and work with you. I can work with anyone remotely. That's not an issue. Right. Um, So you do that. And then once I have a chance to go through all that and and I know what your goals are or what your challenges are as well, of course, that's the most important. Then we have a conversation Mm -hmm. and then we start working together to figure out what we want to accomplish, what's missing and what needs to change. And just as an example, I mean, women are color of color are just so fortunate because frankly, most colors, uh, Mm -hmm. especially really bright colors look phenomenal on you. You know, yeah, I like bright colors. Winter mm-hmm. colors, jewel tones, deep colors, bright colors look amazing on you. But there are some colors that will completely, you know, like for anyone, draw um, completely uh, wash you out from a mm-hmm. physical standpoint. I mean, these are just cosmetic things. And also... You know, kind of dull you out where it will drain you, and it can also drain the person that is looking into what you're doing. That's not to say that every bright color is what you should be using for everything. Right. And that's why you have to pick and choose things to support what you're doing. Also, you know, you might be a Shakespearean actress where somebody else does everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends on what your expertise and your focus is. And believe it or not, color. and and how it lifts what you're doing in a website makes a very big difference in determining how someone is going to pick up on you and focus on you. And just because you're an actress doesn't mean you want to do everything. Somebody might want to do everything and somebody might want to focus on one thing and color makes a difference in that area.
0: Are there certain colors that just like if you wear them to an audition, the people are like subliminally just turned off
1: Well, I think that can be the case. But again, I think it has to do with the person. Mm -hmm. There are some colors that, you know, just don't do anything for you in general. Yeah. But the unique thing about this is where, like, if I was talking about a room or a certain type of person, I could say there are a few types of colors you might want to stay away from. But with people, because everyone is different... It's not so much that way. It's the way a color hits you, the person, how it makes you look. Everything that you're wearing, doing is supporting you. So when you walk into a room, you have to look at yourself like a picture frame. Your clothes, your makeup is the frame. Mm -hmm. You are being brought out by that frame or you're being hidden by it. Mm That's what you have to look at. So if I said, you know, I, God forbid I ever wear yellow in an audition, okay. God forbid, you know, <laughs> but if you walk into an audition in yellow, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Cause it on you, it pops, but here's the difference. It's what kind of yellow, because some people wear colors or wear so much of something that believe it or not, it outshines them. And it competes with them. So instead of somebody really focusing on what you're doing, they're taken aside subliminally by the pattern, by the color, and it's competing with you. Right. And they're not paying as much attention to you as you would like. And uh-huh. it's not always conscious. So you have to really be aware of that kind of thing I and have... what you're auditioning for. hmm because I know a lot of us go in and say, oh, we're, let's dress as the character. And sometimes that's great. But sometimes it might not be. I definitely
0: see, like, um, I've never been a very stylish person. But because I have had clients for 20 years, mm-hmm. I have run into some actors, women in particular, and some men, too. I have a man, too, like this, who just really know how to put themselves together. Right just really feel like they're you know right not even trendy but just comfortable, fashionable, successful sort of they look because they put things together in a way that's that's just like appealing mm-hmm. and I see those people as having such a big advantage mm-hmm. over someone who is struggling, You know, not knowing what goes together and not knowing what colors to present. Um, What would you say about that?
1: I would say that while this sounds like, oh, well, you know, it's just based on choosing the right fashion, I would say that's helpful, especially in an interview or an audition. But the thing is, it's also the way that you view yourself. It's just like someone says, you know, you have to know if you're an ingenue, if you're a character actor, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're a leading lady. It's the same kind of thing. You have to know who you are, or forget who you are. If some, you know, you're not comfortable defining who you are. Who do you want to be? It's kind of like that. fake until you make a thing. I hate to use that phrase, but
0: <laughs> I if, like that phrase. <laughs> it,
1: it's the, it's the truth, though. It's like you have to really, you know, like when you're in the job world, people say dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing. Who do you want them to see you? as, and again, not as the character, who are you in every picture, in your reels, in your branding, in the way you present yourself on your website, who do you want them to see you as? Are you someone who's going to be this confident person who's a blank slate and they can cast you as anything, or are you a certain type of personality? Whatever it is, everything that you do has to emulate that and just putting up a great reel and putting yourself up, you know, in a way that's looking your best or whatever, believe it or not, sometimes is not enough. If the way that you present yourself in the colors and design that you use when you're creating your website, your branding, what have you, doesn't support it, mm-hmm. then people's attention are not going to remain where it should to see who you actually are. That's that's the the thing, the the tricky thing about the web now. It's such a great vehicle for us, but at the same time, without us knowing, it can hurt us if we're utilizing the wrong colors or setup to present ourselves. Somebody could be turned off before they even see the gold. You know, it's like they, they get bored on their trip, and they turn, and if they just kept going another block, they would have hit the, 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 the pot of gold, but, it, you know, the trip sucked. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly
0: what you mean, and I have this feeling that there are a lot of my listeners are, you know, getting started in acting. Mm-hmm. And they might, I'm imagining a listener, and I'm imagining go, them saying, like, well, I'm just going to use white because I don't know who I am, and I want to be able to go every which way. Um, is there, what, what advice would you have for someone who is, maybe they just don't know who they are?
1: Well, you know, I would say, um, listen, you have to know who you want to be. I would normally say, you know, of course you have to know who you are, but there are so many very fabulous actors who really have been so shy, they've never really been comfortable with who they are, and they use acting as a way to escape from that and dive into a character to be that person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, so absolutely. I would- Yeah, so I don't want to say, listen, let's all get all psycho babble on you and figure out who you are, but I will say you have to be 100% clear who you actually are as an actor, Mm -hmm. who you can be, and what's realistic. Mm -hmm. You can't just say, I want to be everything if that's not who you are or if it's not realistic for you. I mean, you can, but it doesn't mean it's really not going to work. They have to know who you are. I hate to say that people in casting... Either don't have the vision or the time to define it for you. I you must, need to show that.
0: I agree with you. I think that you know. I meet a lot of people, and they all and you know when I say, well, what do you want as an actor? I want to play um, dramas and comedies. I want to be versatile. I want to that, and it's like, whoa, there, buddy. What happens when you go out and you try to like cover it all? What do you think happens, like, in your presentation of yourself? You're yes. like, here's me in a comedy, here's me in a drama, here's my, here's me in all these ways. And you suddenly become civil. <laughs> you you <know>? become civil? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it's like, the thing is, instead of you seeming truly versatile, you seem confused. Yeah. And, and certainly, you know, since I'm of the older uh generation at the moment right now. And, you know, I've, I've been doing this for over 20 something years, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really so important. It's one of the biggest pieces of information I've gotten consistently for years and years and years. You must know who you are. You must know who you, you can be and what is realistic because while we can all say well I'm an actor so I can be anything yes that's nice but it's it's not always the true it's not always the truth I'm not going to say it doesn't work for everybody obviously Meryl Streep can be anybody she wants <laughs> but we're not all Meryl Streep and we don't start off necessarily being that versatile so it, it's easier for a casting person to see you as whatever you want to be if you are port- you know who you are and you're portraying yourself in a way that is plausible credible mm-hmm acceptable and mm-hmm. and once they see that they're able to see more so especially if you're first starting out i would say focus on one or two things that you know unequivocally you do and you do well mm-hmm. and just stay there mm-hmm. and then build yourself in that area deep you know what i mean yeah. do that and and no i know some people could say well i'm gonna get pigeonholed and i'm not gonna be able to do anything else. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying be one character for 40 years. And obviously there are people who have been known for characters who've been able to break out of that and who haven't. But we're not talking about being on Friends for 10 years. Mm -hmm. You know? We're talking right now about coming out, figuring out who you are, and becoming a working actor wherever possible in Mm -hmm. an area that is best for you or that works for you and you've been able to, you know, confidently accomplish, And so when, if you were to say, you know, one of your clients said to you, Rise, I'm 20 something or even 30 something, whatever it is. And I know I'm an ingenue. That's what I am. Okay, great. Now we look at your work. We see if it's credible and we set you up in a way that presents you not only as an ingenue, but basically attracts people to what you're doing in a consistent manner, so everything about you says ingenue, the way mm-hmm. you present yourself, your mm-hmm. website, your colors, mm-hmm. your pictures, mm-hmm. everything speaks to that. In a in a manner, you don't have to say to somebody, I'm an ingenue. They look at you, they look at everything that is about you, and they're like, oh, my God, she's clearly perfect for this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you really want, I think, the, um, the design and the look and the colors to feel like, I mean, even though it's, it's only, uh, you know, a website, but it, what you want it to feel like someone's hanging out with you.
1: Yeah. Like well, it's consistent. Here's a phrase I use when I'm working on someone's home. Okay. okay? Cause we all know this, right? Mm-hmm. We've all been to a spa and mm-hmm. no matter how you feel, when you walk into a spa, you're buoyed, if you will, for lack of a better phrase mind, body, spirit, soul into a place that you need to be so that you can appreciate and enjoy the spa and decompress. Correct?
0: Right. Oh, that yeah. that is
1: called an assistive technology. Mm-hmm. It does half the work for you. So you don't have to figure out how am I going to relax? That's what a spa does. That's what I help to create in a space. When it comes to your website, you want all of these things to work for you. To take some of the effort off of you, that's the point of the web being so great. So you need to set it up in the same way as you can a spa, an assistive technology. When they look at your website, when they look at your reel, when they look at your headshots, when they go on all of these, you know, show facts, access, you know, Mm -hmm. um, actors' access, whatever it is that they're looking at, everything is consistent, consistent, consistent. So all they see is ingenue, ingenue, ingenue character actor, you know, leading lady, sexy model, whatever it is, everything speaks to that, but not just the character, you. So when they look at you, yes, they see ingenue, but they see you as an ingenue in all these different places. It's not character driven that you're one type of ingenue or one type of sexy person or whatever. Obviously, we all take different headshots to show that we can be, you know, business, we can be sports, we can be sexy. I'm saying that who you show yourself to be is a clean palette, but that palette shows the consistency of what you have to offer. Does mm-hmm. that make
0: sense? It totally makes sense to me because I think that the, the essence of who you are has to be communicated. It yeah, has to be I mean, communicated visually, right. you know, so that the they will want to call you to the next step, right? They want the, you want the relationship to continue. It has to be co- communicated through the words that you choose, and yeah,
1: even through the font that you choose. There's a communication, isn't there? That's right. There's a, well, there's a reason there's a bunch of fonts. Besides mm-hmm. the fact that we like different looks, it's why. See, we don't think about the psychology of why are you drawn to a font or why do you say, you know, that font is really me. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? If you can tell someone what that means, why does this font represent you, then you should be able to understand that down to the font, the color, the selection of a frame, the way you design something, everything speaks to who you either are or who you want to be in your business. And your business is you as an actor. You are your instrument, you are your business, you are your brand. So on one way it sucks cuz god help you if you know you shift or you change. <laughs> on the other hand it's awesome because you get to shift and change. If you don't like it or you're done or you're over it, you get to redo it all and become someone else. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I you think can it's great
1: in every business, right?
0: Right. So um, Lauren, you obviously have this really strong passion for design and colors. How has that helped your acting career sort of using your own techniques on yourself?
1: Well, I got to say, I'll be honest because I'm the typical person who focuses on everyone else and then I forget to work on me. (laughs) Been uh, there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something I have to work on, but, um, I had actually, you know, stopped auditioning for a while to build my business. But the great thing is when I did start auditioning again Mm -hmm. and I did start utilizing this to my benefit, the feedback I got was different. The feedback was, Oh my gosh, I was so drawn to your site. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I was so drawn to your picture. I, I thought it was, you know, this, that, or the other. And when I met you, I loved that the same emotion I got from your picture is who you are. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I knew I knew you when I saw, you know, yeah. your stuff. I totally got who you were. Mm-hmm. When I got that feedback, I knew not only I was doing something right, I was onto something, obviously. But it made such a big difference for other people and my clients when they would come back to me and say, I had no idea. I had no idea I was hurting my own um, demographic and how all of a sudden their production level increased because now they were attracting people instead of repelling them. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know that sounds kind of drastic and I'm sure it's not that way with everyone, but people don't get how important subliminal messages are. You know, it's not, you could be gorgeous. It's not, you don't want to, it's just, everything is not as cut and dry as it used to be. Let's just put it that way. Now that color is everywhere.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it is because all of us are, the people that we want to work with are artists, just like us, which means they're ultra sensitive, just like us as artists. So, of course, they're going to be going on their gut feeling. Mm -hmm. And And they
1: might not even know why
0: they don't, they don't have to articulate it. It's just a feeling I am going to pass.
1: Right. Right. That's exactly right. And let's be honest. There's plenty of suits Mm -hmm. that are in this business that are not as sensitive Mm -hmm. and people have no clue sometimes why they feel what they feel and they don't care. Just like you just said, they get a feeling and whatever that is about. I mean, obviously we know a casting director can look at someone who's brilliant and say, she looks like my ex-wife and you're done. Yeah, you know, but we're not talking about that, mm-hmm. and that's hard enough. But God forbid now there's something else that on a reel or in a website just doesn't sit right. You're done. I, who, who needs that?
0: Yeah, and I don't. And I think in show business that's their prerogative, right? So we might as well st- stack stack um, the subliminal cards on our side.
1: You have to you have to take with with every new progression and new um, technology, there's going to be something that people are not aware of that they have to work on and balance out. And this is just one of those. You know, there's a pro and a con to everything. And this is the con. You know, there's many more pros, but this is the con. You, you can't afford to miss one little thing, especially from a psychological standpoint, because there's nothing between you and getting a job other than your website, your pictures, your reel. And while you want all of that to speak for, your, for itself, if they don't bother to look further because something turns them off, you're done and you don't know why.
0: I agree with you because, you know, as as a production company, when we're casting, that happens all the time. Where you go to a site, and particularly for me, if I'm like on my iPad and I'm looking at people and stuff doesn't load, or, you know, it gives you friction, the site will give you friction, you're like, forget it. It's so frustrating. And I think that, like, as artists, we tend to be, there are some of us who can be afraid of technology. And so we have to figure out how do we use this to our advantage? How Mm -hmm. do we make this work for us?
1: Absolutely. Without a doubt. You need, you know, when you have these vehicles, you've got to make sure that they're working for you to the best possible advantage. And sometimes even if it's working, you don't realize it could work more. And sometimes... You know, it's not working at all, and it could be a little bit of everything. But I'm here to just make sure that every advantage is utilized in the best way possible.
0: Okay, Lauren, how can people find out more about you? What's the name of your company?
1: Well, my company is called With a Brush of Love, and that is because a lot of my focus has also been working with families with autistic children. So I've been kind of all over the place, and that's why I said I'm in the midst of rebranding. So when you go to my site, you're going to see mostly that information, but confident know that this is something that I've been doing for a while and you can speak to Roz as well about that. Feel free to contact me at Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N at brushoflove.com. And you can reach me also at info at brushoflove.com. Cool. Uh, The personal number. I'll give you a a, a direct number where you can reach me because you can always leave me a message is 240-506-1716.
0: So Lauren, let's shift gears a little bit. And I want to know how having your own business and still being an actor, how has that affected you and, and sort of your goals was tell, tell us about that.
1: Well, you know, acting's in my blood. It's just who I've been since I was a child. And I, you know, I want, I love acting, but I also needed a way to make a difference in the world and to get away from me for a while. Because as you know, it's so self-involving, doing everything you need to do as an actress, that sometimes you can just get sick of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And I really wanted to use some of the things that I know and my my skill set um, and my wheelhouse, if you will, to make a difference. but I think even as an actor, all this information has really informed me as a ca- you know when i 'm doing my character work when i 'm really doing the backstory when i 'm looking at my intentions when i 'm looking at my subtext when i 'm really Thinking about all these things, you know, when I was in school, they used to say when you do your backstory, it should be thorough enough where, you know, the favorite ice cream flavor, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, everything about that person. I go down to the, you know, what would they wear? What's their favorite color? When when someone asks you and you say a color, you should know why. And very often people will say if I ask them why, you know, is Pink, your favorite color. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yes, you do. And I peel back the layers. Why how does it make you feel? What do you like about it? What shade are you talking about? When you ask yourself these questions, especially in terms of acting, the way you really start to understand the character is so translucent and deep and at least for me I can only speak for myself mm-hmm. I find that it makes it even it, it just it cuts through again all the mud and I get to understand that character so much more quickly so much more thoroughly because it's like oh of course this is their favorite color and of course I understand why you know this is it you know it makes them feel strong or this is their vulnerability or this is how they this is how they feel their essences it's like what would their favorite Material be, what would.
0: Oh, hold on one sec, that phone, okay? Hold on. Of course.